Today's gospel reading is one that always leaves me scratching my head at first. When, you know, at first glance, you think, you think uh, wait, what did Jesus just say? Because he seems to be commending dishonesty and uh, false dealings. He tells the parable of the dishonest manager who was going to be fired for whatever reason. And so he thought, well, what have I got to lose? I really have no other skills and I'm ashamed to beg on the streets. So uh, why don't I butter up some of these uh, debtors of my master so that when I don't have a job, I'll at least have some place to go. So pretty shrewd on his part, I suppose. And instead of being enraged, as you might think the, manage, the property owner would be, he actually commends the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. But what Jesus is telling us in uh, lifting up this, this shrewd man is that what he did uh, sort of on the earthly level to get by, uh, he, he got those dishonest riches. But that's really not what was important to him. Maybe he didn't see that at the moment. He thought it was important to him because he wanted, of course, to have a hot meal coming up. But what's really important to this man and to all of us who are hearing this parable is that we are faithful with the true things that are entrusted to us, the true riches. Remember in our collect this morning, we prayed uh, we ask God that we might not uh, entrust, we might not be put too much of our trust in earthly things, but in things heavenly. And that even now, as we are placed among things that are passing away, that our hearts might be truly set where true treasure is to be found. In another place in, heaven, in uh, Scripture, uh, Jesus tells us not to lay up for ourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust corrupt and where thieves break in and steal, but to lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. So on the surface of things, it might seem like this is a kind of a tricky, uh, a tricky gospel passage, but in actuality, it's pretty simple. Jesus is telling us in our dealings and in our uh, goings and comings in life to try and put our mind to the things that really matter. Now, of course, God knows that we need things to survive. And we heard a bit of that in, in the Old Testament, or in the New Testament reading uh, from Timothy. When uh, we see, uh, first of all, then I urge your supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings, and they should be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we might lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and acceptable in the sight of God. Now, remember, the early Christians were suspected of being a sect that was trying to overthrow the government, among other things. And so here in Scripture itself, we are hearing that pray for everyone, including those in authority, because it's important for us to lead quiet and peaceable lives. And so, of course, in our prayers of the people every Sunday, we pray for those who are in authority in our government, and not just our government, but around the world, because we know we all live in a web, an interdependent web, and uh, no one is an island unto himself or herself. And so it's important to pray for, for the earthly things that we need, like peace, like stability, like 
shelter, like food. And when we see our brothers and sisters who lack those things, it is, it is important for us to reach out and to try as best that we can to give them some comfort, to give them some security. You know, the, the dishonest manager looks, it seems as though he didn't have any, any friends or any kind of community to fall back on. All he had were these uh, people with whom he dealt in, in terms of uh, uh, collecting debts for his master. And so the only kindness he could extract from those relationships was kind of a transactional kindness. So again, it's important for us, one of the things that we need to put our minds toward and our hearts toward, one of those earthly treasures with, with which we are entrusted, is our community. Because, uh, as I said, none of us lives unto himself or herself. And so we're all part of this bigger thing. And again, we, we need things to survive, but we need not serve those things. Jesus ends the parable with, uh, you cannot serve God and wealth. Now, of course, uh, again, God knows we need stuff to, to survive and to get on with our lives and to pay for heat and water and electricity and a roof over our heads. That's, that's fine. And it, certainly we need uh, money to run a church. It does not run itself. But we don't want to serve those things. Those things are tools. Uh, the the riches and the gifts and the good things that we have are all gifts from God. They belong to God. They come to us, but they go back to God. And so we must use them in his service. We shouldn't get it the other way around and serve those things. Because though in the end, those things will be gone. In the end, we will be gone and leave behind whatever. But all things come to an end. As we say in the burial rite, all we go down to the grave. But even at the grave, we make our song, Alleluia, Alleluia. And all things come to an end. You know, we see uh, monuments in the world and uh, think that they're just absolutely permanent and nothing can take them away from us. And they're a source of pride for not just the, the nation or the city where they stand, but they're a symbol for the, for the whole world. So think, for example, of uh, earlier this summer when uh, Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris burned and the roof caved in. Now, thankfully, the, the building stood and it will be restored. But that's an example of just how something that we think in earthly terms is permanent, it's always been there, will always be there, can go up in a matter of moments. And so we cannot... Uh, we cannot put all of our stores into, into those things. It's so important for us to reach out and to have open hearts and open minds and to be connected with one another. You know, it's, it's so easy to lose contact with people. And, you know, one of, one of the things, yeah, I have sort of a love-hate relationship with, with social media, but one of the good things about it is that for me, I've uh, be, been able to stay in contact with people that I wouldn't normally have been in contact with. People from way back in my life. Um, you know, I'm friends with my French teacher from high school, my math teacher from high school. Now, we weren't necessarily great friends during high school, uh, but now, you know, as an adult, I, uh, it's, uh, it's nice to stay in touch with these people and to see what they're doing in their lives. And, 
and uh, to, to realize that that's really what matters. What really matters is that, that web that we all are part of, that community that we're all part of. And so when we see, again, when we see our brothers and sisters in pain or sick or hurting or in need, it's so important for us to reach out and to give what we can give. Now, we, we know that we can't fix the world. Um, we, we can never make everything right because that's the job of Jesus Christ. That's the job of, of the plan of salvation. But we are definitely a part of that plan. God is definitely working with us and through us at every stage of our lives. God is not finished with us at all. And so let's remember this man in this story, the, the, the dishonest manager, and how empty his life was without real friends, without real community, and how he had to rely on that sort of transactional grace. We don't. We don't. And thanks be to God, it's because of Jesus Christ, it's because of this family into which we are all grafted, it's because we are part of the body of Jesus Christ. And so let us, again, set our minds on the true riches and the true treasures of this life, which are the love of Jesus Christ and the love that we have for one another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.